Ladles and Jelly Spoons, welcome to episode number 40 of Truth, Love, and Peace. We're live on Facebook in 321, blah, 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 blah. There's the YouTube to make the fan go away. Hey, Facebook Live. Uh, yeah, episode 40, Truth, Love, and Peace. I screwed up the episode number last time, so if you're looking for episode 39, it's actually Space Jam Drivers. Anyway, Lefty Collins in the car. It's going to be up at the top. Did you find it? That's what she said. Awesome. Uh, it is there. Just a tip, baby. Um, episode number 41, actually, isn't this? No, 40. Well, you told me to call you out. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good try, though. <laughs> I'm an effort guy, Compton. It's okay. It's okay. I'm still learning to tell jokes, too. <laughs> So, uh, by way of housekeeping, um, truthloveandpeace.com, if you want to catch out, if you want to check out the, the podcast, you can download them there. That'll get you to SoundCloud. It'll also get you the YouTube references. Someone asked, uh, all of the podcasts are on YouTube. Sometimes Facebook screws up videos and stuff like that. So if, uh, if it drops or another way to think of it is we put a lot of stuff on YouTube that's not on Facebook like in the last episode one of one of the musicians had some big announcements didn't make it on Facebook so if you want to see that you got to go find it on YouTube but it's easy to find Compton Smith all that good stuff blah 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 so thanks for sharing that on Facebook so good to see you this sure, has good been to a see long you, time Boys, but yeah I, for the record I canceled on Compton like 14 times no, but uh, it's, uh, I'm worth it I'm, I'm worth canceling on it's okay no because you do real shit like win jazz festivals uh, there's a winning a jazz festival. Blues jazz festivals. Blues festivals. I said jazz. It's said not jazz. jazz. It's blues. I yeah. apologize. That's a big difference. See? Uh, the jazz guys will get upset at that. Yeah. I'll have four jazzers ready to throw something at me outside my door here. See, I told you. It's better when I get called out. It's funnier that way. No, it's all good. It's all <laughs> so good. So blues. Blues. For, for people who don't know that you are a badass musician you um you've been been playing some blues for a, a long time a and have a lot of credit in that yeah, regard a while what was the last big big blues fest you were at well um we did the, the really cool thing was the international blues challenge when i moved down here i wasn't aware of what it was um and uh i moved down to gadsden alabama mm -hmm. started doing some stuff in birmingham and uh, got asked to be a judge and I'm like, I'm not fit to judge anybody. <laughs> That's really... <laughs> and so I asked what it was, and uh, I was really new to the area, and I thought, well, could I enter a band in it? Because I thought it might be a nice way to get our, our name out there, and kind of, we didn't go down there expecting anything. And it was held in Birmingham. And um, So we played, and there were a lot of bands playing that day, and I met some really cool people, and uh, we're getting ready to say goodbye, and they said, oh, you won, you're going to Memphis to represent... <laughs> <laughs> to represent uh, the Magic City Blues Society. And I went, oh, by the way. Uh, our bass player had left. <laughs> Just me and the drummer left. And I'm like, okay. And so we went. Um, it was a really cool deal. So there's competitions and blues societies all over uh, the world, actually. And So you go there, um, and you're pro you get two shows, a Wednesday and a Thursday, like a 20-minute set. And you're judged. And it's it's... There's a score sheet, and it's it's, but it's still people's opinions of, of what, and it touches on some really cool things like what people think the blues is, and some people think it should be traditional, and some people think it should be this way, like anything else. Like, yeah. And so the score sheets are you know up to the people that are interpreting them, and the judges are volunteers. So anyway, we go and um, we were a trio, and I was the singer. Uh, I just forest gumped you. I was the singer. And um, <laughs> and 
So you call me Jenny. Right. <laughs> uh, you'd be Lieutenant Dan, I think, at this point. Good. Um, and so we get there uh, on the way into Memphis. I felt this little tickle in my throat, and I woke up like the, the next morning, and um, I had bronchitis. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need. Well, I mean, that's how you win. You know, those were back in the. I mean, that was scream two verses, turn guitar up, solo. <laughs> That's kind of what was my deal. That's and I was okay with that. Anyway, so I drank. I overdosed on green tea. I tried everything. My doctor phoned in stuff, and it. it I get to this little um, place we're playing, and um, so you play one venue the first two nights, twenty minute sets, different judges, mm-hmm. and uh, the bartender takes pity on me. I tell her what's going on. She's like, "Come see me five minutes before you play," and. Uh, I'm going to give you a shot of Jack Daniels. I'm like, no, I don't need to be drinking before doing something. She's like, she goes, you're not going to get drunk in 20 minutes. Because mm-hmm. they do it at her bar every year. She was laughing at me. And so I did it. And it actually helped a little bit. Cleared cool. the throat a little bit. But it was still scratchy. It was Tom Waits' tribute band. <laughs> and, uh, unintentional Tom Waits. Which is the best kind of Tom Waits. Yeah. Cause... And we play the next night, same thing. And so we had packed up and looked online. And I was relieved. I'm like, well, this was fun. Glad we did it. Sorry, I got sick, guys. <laughs> Go on live the next morning. You've advanced to the next round. I'm like, no. <laughs> it, was, it was like, come on, man. So anyway, we made the semifinals, which was cool. and um, Rearranged the band and went back the next year and made the finals. Wow. Which means you play Saturday at the uh, Orpheum Theater in Memphis. Wow. Um, yeah. How cool was that? It was, we closed the show <laughs> to stand on that stage where so many people have played and you know, and that to me, that's what it's all about. It's, it's you know, there's not going to be a tour bus. Uh, I won't be autographing my uh, vinyl LPs. <laughs> I'm totally good with that. Music is <laughs> has been fantastic. It's been great. I've got to meet a lot of my heroes and jam with some of them. And but more, what's more important to me is all the people I met. Yeah. That, I mean, if not for connections in music, I wouldn't know you. Right. I wouldn't be right. on the Gulf Coast. I never would have gone to Gadsden. A lot of things just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And so that's kind of the reward as I get to start to look, glance in the rearview mirror, not staring at a little bit. You can mm-hmm. start to see where sometimes you thought maybe you weren't getting anywhere, but mm-hmm. you really were. And so that's the beautiful part about it. It's just I've met so many cool people and amazing people. It changed my life. And that's great. I'll never be able to repay back what I've taken from the river of music, but I'll die trying that's for darn sure <laughs> you know it's not about it's about if you can make people forget their garbage for a song yeah or a half an hour oh yeah or an hour then you know what you're doing what you're supposed to be doing man I think anyway hell yeah you know what is that that line in Almost Famous oh and the chicks are great <laughs> <laughs> sorry no, I have a great woman she's the, and she came I met her through music so it's all good Okay, at the cross at the proverbial crossroads here, uh, where should we go? I would go. We're in, we're in amazing Baldwin County, by the way. I would go left, but watch your speed. Oh yeah. Because when they say thirty five in Silver Hill, they mean it. Awesome. Well, yeah. I drive like a like a little old lady. Well, we've got equipment. But yeah, it's been fun. It's moving down here has been. I always had a band till I came down here, and uh, there's just so many great musicians, and I've done a little solo acoustic stuff. Uh huh. I just kind of fell into that thing down here, and it's it's been fun. It really has been it's forcing me to change what I think about music and um, approach it differently. And 
there's so many wonderful singers and songwriters and storytellers down here that it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not hard to find inspiration in this place. That's very true. That's you know them all too, so, I mean. Well, we're, we're fortunate to be around a hub, uh, which, is, which is good. I think it's good for art. You know, we were talking earlier about, you know, people getting paid for art and, or art being labor. Go straight, man. This is a beautiful little rural road here. Yeah. Not too far from the fabulous frog pile. Really? Where is the frog? I need, I've never been there. I, I need to be there. I have to protect the integrity of the frog pond. I can't show you unless I blindfold you. Okay. And you're driving. No, yeah. it's actually not far. It's uh, over yonder here, and then a ways up there, and then over there. But not Florida. I thought I was in Florida for the no, longest time. No, it's right over here. It's Baldwin County. Hop, skip, and a jump. Kathy Steele does wonderful things out there. Yeah, I've heard awesome things. She's got now an amazing I... thing coming up this Sunday. I think I thought I saw... Uh, Amy Ray from the Indigo Girls is there. And, uh, Ooh. Grace and Caps. First time I heard Grace and Caps, I, I haven't heard many people that maybe want to go, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but Grayson was one of those yeah, people. Yeah, huh? Dirt Trucks, Grace and Caps, Sonny Landreth. But then I just want to go home and work harder at it. But yeah, just really unique, amazing talent out there. And that's what I love about this place is that seven days a week, we can go out. And there's a gazillion places we can go see somebody awesome, <laughs> you know. And I, you know, I didn't really even have that. Chicago's up great, but it's so spread out that down here it's more concentrated. You can just go kaboom, kaboom. It's all good, man. I like that. I uh, I like being in between Mobile and Pensacola. Um, Perfect. Yeah, it's it's fun. We've got this little golden triangle thing between those three areas that it it's kind of like a big city. But it's a region, like it's a state, local region as opposed to being a big city. So you've got a 30-minute travel time. It was like when I lived in Cincinnati, we lived in the outskirts, so you had to drive 30 minutes to get downtown. At least. But everything is there. Right. And this area is kind of like that. It's just not as densely populated as places like Cincinnati or Chicago. Yeah, Chicago was, and I was on the south side and then in the south suburbs, and um there's just so many people in such a concentrated place. And I think Midwestern people and Chicago people in particular are, are wonderful people. They're very friendly. Mm -hmm. um, but they've got this thing called winter. <laughs> I think it ended today. <laughs> no, temporarily. Temporarily, exactly. Yeah, temporarily. <laughs> it um, took a break. Yeah, I remember the last few years I lived up there, there were Memorial Days and like sweatshirts and stuff. And I was like, you know, I just, I couldn't. Um, they have this thing called Southwest Airlines, too. It's really awesome. I jump up there to see my family anytime I want. Uh, I miss a lot of my friends and my band up there. It's the greatest guys in the world. Uh, I'm, I'm working on trying to get something together to get them down here for a weekend just to play a couple things because it would be so much fun to have them down here. Oh, what a party. Yeah, we I, we saw we played together at uh, GABA Fest, which is a Georgia Almond Brothers Band Association gathering every year uh, in Macon, Georgia. Jack Pearson, who played with the Almond Brothers. Uh, mm -hmm. He's played over here in Mobile a few times. John Cochran, that wonderful jazz guitar player, has brought him down a few times. Yeah. yeah, Jack Pearson is my actual favorite living guitarist. There's, to me, he's untouchable because he can play any genre. Jazz, blues, rock, and he's, he's like one of these effortless guys. Oh. Yeah, like he's not even breaking a sweat. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Just so... What an amazing musician. Anyway, like he's... Like Kalinich. Like John Kalinich. Kalinich, yeah, he's a... Uh, 
he's a monster. He's a, he's yeah. It's great. It's amazing being able to watch somebody like that. Like they they, they stand out for sure. It kind of make you want to slap. Kind of make me want to slap because I can't play guitar for shit. So. Well, John Kalinich makes me feel like I can't play guitar for shit. Um, <laughs> not, not intentionally. Yeah, no, not it's not his one. goal. Yeah, no, he's, he's just amazing. He's a monster, and, and you know, it's great to hear guys like that and hear their how they approach a song and how they approach a solo and how they, you know, when they when they put a a, a little mini run of notes together and when they back off and let space be the note. And um, I gotta plug my boy because he's my brother from another mother. John's playing with Albert Simpson a lot right now. And yeah, Albert. Albert, yeah, Albert, I love you, dude, and, and he knows it. Albert opened so many doors down here for me. Yeah. Um, Albert let me show for him around one day, and he hadn't let me do it since, and I'm a little, little upset with him. <laughs> so, Albert, if you don't call me and let me show for you around again, uh, we're not going to be friends. Albert Simpson. I miss you. Yeah. Call me. There, there, there is. He's fucking awesome. Love he that, could dude. call me at 5 in the morning if I went to bed at 449, mm-hmm. and I would get out of bed and do whatever he needed me to do to help him out. I mean, I mean, that guy, more than anybody I've ever met, walks the walk. Yeah. Everybody talks to talk about, hey, let me know what I can do for you, man. That guy walks the walk, and. You know, an amazing songwriter too. Mm-hmm. So to hear someone like Albert, who's a you know he's a phenomenal lead player in his own right, team up with Johnny, and they've got a new band, um, Albert Simpson and the Contingent. So search Albert's Ooh. page on YouTube. They just did a show in Gadsden. I haven't been able to watch all the videos, but there's some clips up, and oh, forget about it, man. Those guys are the Contingent. Yeah, they're well. It's Kalinich and uh, let me. Uh, I think it's Jason Gwynn on bass, Chase Armstrong on drums. I'm sorry if it's wrong. I. I think it's the right guys, but all again, you know, like when I moved to Gadsden, I went up to Little Fort Payne, Alabama. Fort Payne, I don't know where that is. You know where that's at? It's a little place, you know. They were famous, I guess, for making socks Mm -hmm. back in the day. It's just filled with amazing musicians. Really? (laughs) I'm telling you, they're coming out of the walls everywhere, (laughs) which is why, you know, you and I have had this conversation before. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't get a big head about this because I don't care how good you think you are. Turn around. He's probably got somebody in the back seat that's better than me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's okay. That's a good thing. So I look at people like John and Albert and uh, like Grayson and the way these people write and sing, and it's really inspiring me to kind of step back and go in, in the best possible way and go, you know what, Lefty? You don't know shit. <laughs> you got a ways to go, which is cool because I think as a musician and an artist, you should always have a ways to go. There should yeah. always be something else you're trying to reach and another story you're trying to tell. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Because if you're not, then why? I mean, aren't you pretty much wrapping it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, are, only, there are only two trajectories. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Flatline is bad because that means you're yeah, Right. That, that, is, that is not moving anywhere. No. That is not healthy. Yeah. So what do the flat earthers do? I mean, I uh, Wet the bed, mostly. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know. You can go right up here and we can um, go down this beautiful stretch. Awesome. There's so many wonderful back roads out here. It's just amazing. Yeah, and I was thinking about it. The If the Facebook drops out, there's... Cause oh, you hard, know what? It's hard go left. Don't go right then. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we're, Well, that was, okay. that was kind of a, a bad area, but you'll be okay over here, I think. Well, that's okay. You know, I didn't even think about that before I made this awful decision to take us down where there's no cell towers. It's not an awful decision at all. This says we're still live on Facebook. If you want, you can check it. Oh, yeah, I will do that. While you're telling people what what page you're checking so they can find um, your schedule. Yes, we're, uh... Do you own LeftyCollins.com? Do I think. 
You should. Look, it came up. You're our one viewer right now. Am I? Yeah. There's seven viewers on my, but I'm frozen. Oh. Yeah. My, well, it my probably dropped thing. off when we dropped off because we froze. So oh, hold on. So. Feedback. See, it's still on. All right. It, uh, it's on, so we're good. Um, yeah. Anyway, so it's... Uh, where were we? Flat Earthers? Yeah, they, all they do is make stuff up. I think it's great. I, you know, I'm... Look, <laughs> Compton, y'all don't know this. Compton and I had many long discussions about many topics. Yeah, that's the other reason that we're here, is to solve all the world's problems. We can do it. Yeah. We joke all the time for... Since Facebook Live is still up, for those of you watching on Facebook. Yeah, we'll get back we, into uh, more civilization over here. It's, according to this, it's still on, which is good. But we always have this this running sidebar on the, the hot button topics. Every once in a while, let the old chime in and go, I solved the world's problems yet. Of course not. Look at this. Look at this mess that we're wanting. Oh, there's always something going on, man. I mean, I don't know. I, it's, it's funny, though, that people watch the podcast or watch some of this stuff and they're like, it's, but nobody's arguing. Like, oh, imagine that. Like, you thought life was all just these heated hot button debates? Like, no. Everybody agrees more than they disagree. Well, that's what I like about your stuff because it becomes social media. Yeah, that's it's the idea. Nice, and and it's the internet, Facebook. These are tools, and a tool. If you get, if I give you a hammer, and you're nailing boards together, mm-hmm. that's good use of a tool. Mm-hmm. If I give you a hammer and you hit yourself on the side of the head yeah. as hard as you can, you might want to rethink that. Yeah. Go with a drill, maybe. Intended purposes. Yeah. Right? And so I think it's it's funny to, if you just use it for what it's intended for. Um, but it's gotten kind of weird these last few years, hasn't it? It's, uh, I think it exposes a lot of the, the shortcomings in, in how great we think we are as a species. It's one of the things I'm excited about artificial intelligence for is because as soon as we flip that switch, people are going to be forced with the realization that even the smartest among us are so dumb. What do you mean as soon as we flip that switch? Well, there won't be any more denying It's a big it. switch, dude, but it's moving. They <laughs> won't be able to deny it anymore. No. And, and I don't know. I, I, there's advantages and disadvantages and everything. And take the advantages. I, I just, I'm amazed at some of the stuff I see and it's how upset people get. One of my favorite things, and if this is you, I apologize. It's just, I find it ironic for lack of a better word, is mm-hmm. when somebody gets on Facebook to announce that they've had it and they're getting off Facebook. Oh, yeah. That's See you in a week. <laughs> right. I mean, well, okay. But why don't you just get off Facebook? That's, that's, I'm, that's a philosophical question. Because I I really don't know why. Why? Would, uh, it's a peg for attention. Uh, is that what which is okay. what social media is. like. That, and that's one of the reasons that I love playing that game with people is because when people get hot and bothered and, and want to have pick. an argument... Um, we go right, I suppose, and loop around. Okay. This is poor, uh, it's, again, Baldwin County tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of hot we're going, yeah, we're going the opposite direction of that car. Speaking of right, speaking of hot topics, are, are you hungry on the right up here? First, <laughs> Wobble House. Wobble House. I love Wobble House. Me too. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what happened at the Wobble House other than somebody was being stupid. Yeah, and I don't think you know. Isn't that I, usually what happens? Like I, somebody's I, being stupid? It's usually me. Um, but not at a Waffle House because I will not desecrate that chapel of food. Hey, if the, cops had, food. if the cops had been at Waffle House in some of my instances, I would have gone to jail too. Look, <laughs> who among us has not flicked bacon at a Waffle House? Um, 
because we, we did. We could, well, we being from the north, you know, we come down to Gadsden those first few times. We didn't know what the Waffle House was, so it's like, you know, it's late night, and this place is called Waffle House is open. Who doesn't like waffles, right? So we go in there, and it's it was. I mean, are you kidding me? We'd come to Gadsden and stay for the weekend and play a couple of events, and we'd eat at the Waffle House five times. So good. Yeah, dude, I eat by the, we get the Waffle House by my house all the time. Yeah. So much so, we walked in one night with a fifth, not a fifth, a liter, a handle, a wild turkey, and they didn't even bat an eyelash. It was, it was me and uh, Brasher, and Andy Brasher, and Robbie Holder, and a couple oh, other people. Oh, my goodness. I've heard stories of the legendary old days that I missed. Yeah, I missed, like, the, the, the 60s for the music scene in the early 70s, because I was just a wee bit of a lad, and I wanted to be a baseball player. And uh, so I missed all that, and missed Dwayne Allman, missed Jimi Hendrix, all that. And, and then I, you know, missed, I'm always coming in like an hour too late, which is okay. Like you said, at least the line's going up. <laughs> it's not flat. So. Yeah, as long as you're not flat line. Right. As long so, as uh, some trajectory. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know, but it, I, I, I addressed that a couple times. I usually don't dive into those brutal, heated debates just because there's no point. Well, and that gets back to the group thing, tribalism, uh, this tribal mentality. And there are plenty of studies. There were studies have been done over and over and over again. As soon as you can create an us and them or an other, the brain switches and people become assholes. I, there's science to support it. I com- And I completely agree with that. Like I said, we're gonna t- I, we we talk about a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I think I've made that description. I don't mind Republicans or Democrats. I really don't care either way. Mm-hmm. What I hate is extremism. Yeah, yeah, because you just e- push each other apart. Either direction, right? Because you, yeah. you do this, you divide. Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose of what we're all here to do. And um, the truth is, to me, is always somewhere in the middle. And right, you know, and extremism divides. I've made the the comparison a few times to you. I like in Congress like they're a football team. <laughs> like they're, you know, so you got the, the offense and the defense. Can you imagine if as many people tuned in for the elections as tuned in for the draft? Oh. <laughs> or registered to vote or actually voted or took the five minutes it takes to find out who your people are and what they've done. Oh, man. Yeah, it'd be great. I think, and that's the funny thing is that the power is really all in our hands. All you gotta do is go vote. And, mm-hmm. um, like term limits, you know, we don't need Congress to impose term limits. We can do that. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's coming in the now in the technology age where everybody updates everything on yeah. such a regular basis. The Jeffersonian idea of revising all of the legislation to fit the ideals of the new generation. Yeah. Not to throw anything out, but to word things in a new way so right. that it's malleable and moves forward and progresses. Then uh, it, we're headed that way because. We update things so regularly. It's going to become the norm that people look around and go, when was the last time we updated this? Is this version one point yesteryear? What the hell? Aren't we on at least 4.0 one, now? One point feather quail pen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, you know, to be born here and to get to live here is, is I don't know. Oh, it's awesome. Is there it's a bigger awesome. silver spoon that you could be born with? No, um, no, no, no. But... There's, it's like you said is. earlier, we should qualify this with the blessed and thankful and grateful. And there's oh. no such thing as a real bad day in my world either, like no, you said earlier. I just, I don't, I, but I love looking for ways that we could do it better. And oh man, we got yeah. some shortcomings. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think, I, I just, I, 
pinch myself to get to live in this country. I look at people around the rest of the world and some of the problems they have. And, you know, it's not perfect, but I'll tell you what, I, I, there's no other place I'd rather be. Yeah, well, um, what did Carlin say? Uh, this world's a freak show, but being born an American means you get a front row ticket. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, again, there's a, you got people that will do almost anything they can to come to this country that a lot of people complain about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, dude. Where I come from, that means you're probably in a good spot. Yeah, well, and, and we definitely are. Not perfect, but you yeah. know there is no perfect. So, and that's why it fascinates me that the disparate points get so far away from how can we come together and do this one little thing better. And the, the issues get so conflated, and people, like you said, get so divided by things that I aren't really divisive. It. They're not, and, and I think again, like well, you talked about the tribal mentality and. Um, you know, having, we've just passed a really somber anniversary for people that lived in the central and the northern part of the state, um, April 27th. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's funny, on 2011, on that day, I'm a huge kind of weather fan, junkie, watch the weather. Um, so we watched the weather. We, you could feel it in the atmosphere that day. Kind of like there's days down here where you can just feel it. Mm -hmm. And all, all that stuff happened and so many people lost their lives. And, you know, you don't have to lose your life to have your life turned upside down. We had some friends um, when that tornado kind of regenerated, came through and missed Southside Alabama by five miles, which sounds like a long distance, but it was a mile and a half wide, dude. Yeah. Like from a degree, you know, 360 degrees, you couldn't even draw a line. And But we had friends that lost everything and we're helping them clean up. And it's one thing to see that kind of devastation on TV or see pictures of it and you can feel great empathy but when you're standing there and you do a 360 and everything's gone it's just amazing to me and what struck me about that was the way the citizens mobilized and helped each other there were people from church vans just you know pulling up unloading people what could we do people they'd never met before and it just it it makes me feel proud and it makes me feel sad that it seems like it takes stuff like that to unite us. Yeah. Why does it take a disaster to unite us when, you know, as you alluded to, you and I are on the same page about that. So many of the things we argue about seem trivial sometimes, you know? It's the downside of luxury, you know, it's... Uh... Boy, that is... Somebody write that down. Right, right. It's, it's nothing That's new. That's a song, man. Oh, it's nothing new. The downside that, of luxury. I like that. Is that you lose your sense of community and you lose your sense of family when you when it's so easy to take everything for granted, then nothing is important, and that's that's a, a big problem. I think it is, and I don't. You know, I've often wondered what's it going to take. What's it going to take to make people wake up and, and say, hey, you know what? There's things that unite us. Um, and I, I, that's why I feel so privileged and lucky to be able to play music a little bit is, is that that's one of the things that just unites people. Sports unites people. Or, you know, you can, you can divide them too, but not, yeah. not in a bad way. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I really... It's, escapes. Those are, those are both escapes. They are, and, and you need those. It's. I'm. Uh, I'm curious to see where we go from here. You know, it's. Uh, well, we're gonna keep going west for now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's segueing over in the comedy world, and this is a big reason why. Uh, I think I'll just press button. What are we doing? There. 
there's a button that I have to press to refresh the YouTube recording okay. every 25 right minutes. Uh, just because camera companies and whatnot, the it, it's a money thing. Oddly enough, the reason I have to press that button is because if that camera doesn't reset every 25 minutes, uh, it costs an extra like ten thousand dollars. Hey, kitty cat, run, run, What's run, up, run, kitty? run! Don't get hit. So, and how stupid is that? Like they can, well, they can make the camera keep on keeping on, but because of the money and the the way that it's registered as the type of camera that it is changes because of how long it can record you know and that's another dichotomy we've talked about with art and money and 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 getting paid and it's it's hard you know music is awesome and it's but you know guys are out there struggling and trying to make a living and have spent years perfecting their craft mm -hmm. you know and like i referenced some of these players earlier we could i could go i could go 97 times and list out all these great players um we mentioned one of them earlier, Jonathan Newton, who's just ridiculously good. Um, and it's uh, it's really it's tough, man. It'd be great if everything were free, but people got rent, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just the way it is. So uh, it's all good, though. So how you been doing, man? You've been you've been I've been awesome, been banging it out, man, with the comedy stuff. I have. Why don't you I, plug yourself on your old podcast for a change? Because I don't... Is that what we're doing now? No, right. well, no, we're not. I mean, I... <laughs> no, you get nervous I told you there it. was six minutes of space in this head, dude, and you've taken like a half an hour of it. Okay. Uh, so well, what I'm... Buddy, up to, I mean, that's what should be just us talking anyway, right? It yeah. is. It is. I'm just giving you a hard time. So what I'm up to is, uh, is comedy. Um, stand-up comedy. The stand-up comedy community in Mobile and Pensacola has... Uh, has been very kind to me and given me a place to go and be and so I wanted to try and start booking comedy shows to get more comedians paid and to get more comedy around and build a bigger comedy community because one I should have been doing comedy a long time ago and two if I ever want to make a living at it there are a lot of comedians that deserve to get paid before me so coming up with more ways for more comedians to get paid means that maybe I can make a living that's at it a one wonderful day too. thing it's tough and it's a challenge too I know for Another benefit of living on the Gulf Coast is that the audience comes to you. Yeah. Um, as opposed to other parts of the country where you have to hustle. And I know one of the great concerns about a lot of my musical brethren is that how do we get people to come out to shows? Because people under, insert your number, what you think the age point would be, yeah. don't want to go out to see a show anymore. And mm -hmm. it's a challenge. You know, it really is. And that's one of the things I've really, really clung to in, in regards to comedy is the difference between those crowds. Because I think there's always been a connection between music and comedy from a show standpoint. Sure. But a stand-up comedy audience is more like a songwriter audience. Ah. Because they're there to listen. They want you to lead them through that's the deal is we're gonna give over and you're gonna take us on a trip that's funny you're not background right and and you know Bingo. I, I, well, and I've done both things and there's a place for both things and, and you know a lot of the stuff that I do down here you know you are I yeah. mean you're part of the experience you're not the whole experience yeah and totally get that it's uh it's great when that's like the thing I referenced earlier the GABA Fest in Macon well that was what's amazing about that kind of stuff and like the frog pond and places like that is that the whole point of that is let's give you know this it's all about that particular thing so yeah i can see the correlation absolutely 
and that's that's awesome. It's a big change for you, exciting, right? Oh yeah, I haven't been a performer in so long. You know, the last big big stage and show I was on was drum corps. Wow. Uh, so I was eighteen. So you're uh, a drummer? No, uh, brass. Okay. All right. A bugler. I was gonna say because if you're if you're a drummer, that explains a lot. Now I understand a ton of stuff. I know, I know. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. <laughs> Is it ever? No. What a beautiful sun. My goodness. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. It's it's. Uh... So comedy, that's what I'm up to, is uh, booking these Fantastic. comedy shows, Stinger's Comedy, Back Porch Comedy if you're in Pensacola, whatever comedy and Mobile Comedy, Blind Mule if you're in Mobile, uh, please come check it out. But growing that scene is the same thing as getting back to growing these audiences that don't just want to go out and get trashed and have a live jukebox, play right. songs that they've heard and know all the lyrics to and don't mean anything that aren't a real experience. I, I want there to be shows and entertainment that people take real memories away from because they're involved in something. And a lot of that goes into the way that people develop memories and people develop memories in specific Take it to the hopes. Go Gosh, ahead. That's nah, too... God, tell me quicker, man. We got No, gear. I said go that way. Oh, okay. My bad. No, you're all good. You're on the... I, can't. I thought I was missing a turn. I no, was like, no. I said quicker. I said, well, there's. <laughs> if you go down that road, that little signal problem you experienced earlier is going to happen again. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. If it drops, it drops. It'll you be get, on You don't get no bars over there, Compton. You get negative bars. Good. They take them away. Good. Yeah. Good, so, good, good. If you ever want to get negative bars, I got a couple places you can go to. <laughs> be, yeah, and it's, 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 but that's, it's, that's what's so fun about being down here for me is the variety that's out there and, um, I'll say it again. Just the talent here is mind blowing to me. Yeah, and that's that's another reason that I want to see more attentive audiences. One, because I think that's a sign of, of intelligence, and uh, you know, it's a sign of good on you for one to be on that level and involved in, in the yeah. show. And it also makes for a better experience for the entertainers, and it showcases people's talent because when somebody comes up and they're like oh man that guy played that cover that I've heard a million times and played it really well like but well, what does that really mean to you as opposed to hearing that guy's original song that me that that you heard him play really well what does that mean to you those two things can be totally different experiences they are and it's it's funny it's and I I'll be very candid I've never had an original font in my life and I'm proud of it <laughs> I'm serious because you know I'm able to make it this far so <laughs> if you keep going all the way out here you know this road right yeah yeah take well, you all the way out to like Fairhope yeah um, is when I see somebody like <coughs> Albert Simpson come down I think the first time we were at the beach we still lived at Gas and I saw him play at Lulu's and it was just funny to see what he did and how he did it. Here's a cover y'all know. Yeah. Okay, here's the cover you might not know. It's a Grateful Dead or Solomon Brothers. Here's an Albert Simpson song. That's so, and that's. And, and that's, I've tried to emulate that. It's like, you know, here's one of my songs. Here's one you don't know. Hope you like it. Here's one you know that I like. Because, I mean, I'll play some covers, but it's got to be stuff that, that I like. I mean, I can't not play stuff that I enjoy playing. Mm -hmm. you know, it's otherwise, I, you know, I'm not going to do it. So, um, yeah. And that's that's an awesome step. I want to get us, or I would like to be involved in a community. I said get us, but I'd like to be involved in a community where the requests are the originals. Where you just drop that first, here's one yeah. that everybody knows. Here's one that you hadn't heard in a long time. That's what I like about what Newton's doing with JoJo Prez, is that 
it's all covers that you know, but you don't hear every day. Right, and that's what I strive for too. Yeah. B sides, they called them back in the day or whatever, mm-hmm. or deep cuts or whatever you want. But what I've found down here, at least in my experience, is I think even if people don't recognize all the stuff you're playing, if you're giving 100% and you're laying it on the table, um, a great portion of the audience, no matter where you are, is, is going to respect that and they're going to pay attention to it. Sure. Um, I, so I watched Albert and I was like, yeah. You know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> Show me who's killing it and let me copy that guy and my way and do what I can. And, uh, you know, but he's, he's uh, such a killer, man. He, I mean, and those blue eyes, man. Oh, just, every time it's just like you <laughs> and those bluegulls, Albert. Bluegulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, I, I, we could go on forever. I'm not leaving anybody out. Everybody's great. Right. What do you do in an area where everybody's great? It's and it makes for fun listening. Invest so. in earplugs because you're going to listen, be listening a lot. Yeah, and you know, um, not because you want to tune it out, just because you want to be able to listen longer. What? I know. What? What? Be healthy. Yeah, I you know I put my head up against the speakers way too many times <laughs> in my teens and my twenties. I can't hear. I can oh, feel no, the bass, man. I can feel the bass. <laughs> now I can't hear the bass, but I can feel it back then, which was really special. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, so it's cool. And I think with comedy, too, same thing. If you can build it up and get that experience going. Those are special. Those are really special nights. Like when we did the Blues Challenge and and things like that. You know, we played all those years at the House of Blues. You know, yeah, it's a dining experience on the lower stage. And there's a concert hall upstairs. But um, people come to hear the music. They come Mm -hmm. to hear what you're doing. And it's, it's just neat. Those are the experiences that really, they matter a lot. So, so something not a lot of people talk about. Uh, on the backside, I had I had a week, a couple of weeks ago, that was just good news, good news, victory, victory, bam, bam, bam. Like, it was a great week. It's awesome. And then afterwards, it was like, oh, shit, now we're not doing anything. Like, what's, what's going on here? Like, why are we not winning? Why are we not accomplishing things? <sighs> so... How do you come down from from mega, you know, massive weekends, massive <laughs> trips like that? What's it like for you to be like, dude? Two days ago, I was on stage in front of it how happened. many people? It happened when we did yeah. the blues challenge. That time I referenced in Memphis, the place was packed. We're yeah. at the Orpheum Theater. Yeah, it was a Saturday. Yeah, I think it was the following Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe. I was I did an acoustic solo thing at a place in Gadsden on Broad Street, and yeah. there was like. By people drinking and watching football or whatever it was basketball and yeah and that's the that's the gig man that's mm-hmm. the deal mm-hmm. you know you take the good with the bad and and um i i know i'm a bit of a spaz when i play but i the you know it's funny that i used to watch anniversary of elvis's death and kind of go come on man if you want to flip out they're upset and they're crying and i was just too naive and stupid to realize what was really going on, and uh, and then Stevie Ray Vaughan died, and I'll never forget where I was, shucking a bottle of water on a route truck, weren't supposed to have a radio in the high little transistor radio, I finished my route, I pulled over, I turned it on, and that's the first I heard the news, because I was at work at 6 a.m., so I didn't hear any of that stuff, Yeah. and it just made me realize that any moment could be the last time I get to touch a guitar, Yeah. that could be, you know, the gig I played last night, very well be my last. I'll be right one day. 
and I don't want that last one to be something I mailed in because what we get to do is a privilege. It's not yeah. a right. I don't care how much we've worked. People have worked harder. Mm-hmm. For those of us that get to work a lot, mm-hmm. there's an element of right place, right time luck involved in it. Um, I've always said it's easy to get a gig. It's hard to keep a gig. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. easy to get, hard to keep. You have to do the right things. But that made me, that just shook me to my core. And I said, you know what? Every time. This could be the last time, and I'm going to treat it like like it is. So, And certainly being inspired by all the talent around here is just a, a wonderful thing. And I, so I kind of deal with it like that. I just try to remind myself how blessed I am to get to pick up an instrument. I was telling you before we started the broadcast, when I started playing, I, I was a huge Allman Brothers fan. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. And the Allman Brothers and a Grateful Dead fan. And so I started, they led me back to the blues. They taught me the blues because I started going, who's McKinley Morganfield? Nice. Who's Willie Dixon? Yeah. Oh, gee, they're all right here in your city, dumbass. <laughs> you know, hello. Down on 43rd and, you know, Buddy Guy and all these people. So, um, I mean, and that's, that, that, that was my gateway drug. You know, I mean, it was to see all this wonderful stuff. Um, and I, so I thought, you know, Eat a Peach, Fillmore East, those are great albums. And I'm listening to Mountain Jam one day, and I'm thinking, you know, Lord, I could never just like play along with this record and not have it sound like, you know, a cat's dying. That'd be awesome. And then all of a sudden, you know, I played a lot of blues for a span of like seven, eight years. It was just, that's the world I was in. And I was flipping through my albums one day and said, oh man, I'll put on Eat a Peach. I turned on my guitar. I was like, and the licks just came out. I never sat down to learn them. They were just there by osmosis because I'd, heard that album and just wore it out and once you learned that language it was right that's a perfect description um, it's a language it's a communication and um, so I, I thought to myself wow okay maybe I should ask God for more <laughs> I don't want to be greedy man right on, but you know I was thinking like, but can I just a, just a little just a little, just a little more just a spoon God's up in heaven you know going you just want to play with the record it's done there you go <laughs> All right, who's next? <laughs> so, you know. I wonder real shit. But, I, you know, thank you. I mean, I got what I wanted, man. So, how lucky am I, you know? Yeah. It's a good thing. Indeed. And then I moved down to Gadsden and, you know, met Albert. And there was a kindred spirit. And it just uh, led to so many wonderful things. So, that's my, my way of coming down is to not come down. Is to just appreciate the moment I'm given. Try and stay in that moment. Appreciate it. Move on to the next moment. And realize that they might not all be good news, good news, you know, massive winners. Mm-hmm. But man, everyone counts. Yeah. Everyone affects the next moment in some small way. And, mm-hmm. you know, it goes back to what we talked about. Like, you know, something you're doing now that seems insignificant to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be crossing a path that you're not even aware of that's going to turn your life in a direction that you never expected. You know, if you'd have told me I'd be living on the Gulf Coast and I just, I never would have in a million years guessed it. So. <laughs> Getting in trouble for flying your drone in your backyard. Oh, your man, don't. Oh, <laughs> should we go there? All right. Sorry. We're just both, that. we're both, <laughs> we're both drone enthusiasts <laughs> when I have the time, which is very little lately. Um, Yeah. And so I got it just for the excitement of it. I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to know how to do this and case of an emergency if there was some sort of disaster a hurricane a tornado if people needed help finding sure. there's a million things you can do with a drone that are that are good yeah. I it never entered my mind about invading people's privacy or anything like that so anyway I get this drone and I'm 
Look, I'm trying to fly it in the backyard. I'm not like the guy that takes it out of the box and says, hey, let's go by the Pensacola Airport and bring it up to 400 feet and see what we can do. <laughs> Although I know a guy. And it, <laughs> he got it up about 15 feet and it immediately disabled. And I'm like, dude, it's the government. You're buying an airport. Yeah, I think I broke it. <laughs> so I showed him the Before You Fly app anyway. Um, and so I started flying, started getting good, started going down the street a little bit at night. And, you know... Um, I had a neighbor tell me that, um, not them, but the house next to them, they were kind of, uh, they'd expressed concern about what my motives were with this drone. <laughs> um, and, and I'm no peeping Tom. Uh, you would pervert. <laughs> yes, but I'm no peeping Tom. Um, and it, it kind of threw <laughs> After I stopped laughing, for reasons I won't go into, wink, wink, read between the lines. Um, let's just say I wouldn't want to be looking at people's houses. Or wrinkles, whichever. It, with, thank you. You're welcome. I like the way you fill that in nice. But I, I was like, it never dawned on me, because again, limited intelligence, that some people could be possibly threatened by that. And they are. So I've taken to going to you know open spaces where there's no people. And, yeah. Um... Plus, it drives my dogs crazy. <laughs> they want to tear it up, dude. I'll I can't, bet. can't even have them out in the yard. Yeah, anything that makes that much racket. And, oh, oh yeah. the border collie bird dog just. Yeah, that but thing needs to come down. <laughs> like, it's it's nice, though, like, in the middle of winter, when everybody's got their Christmas lights on, to go up and take a look at the aerial view of all the lights. It's really, there's a lot of neat things you can do with them. Yeah. You know? That and Peeping Tom stuff, which is really cool. Right. Don't forget. <laughs> Purpose number one. Lest we forget. Right. <laughs> you know, but Purpose so number one. I, I love watching your drone cast. One day we're gonna have to have a drone race or something. You would torch me. I don't know, man. I'm out of practice. My little Phantom Four. Well, I got the sport mode. I can get up to like 26 miles an hour. I think. I, I think the Phantom. You got a three or a four. You got a four. It can go up to like 35. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got me torched. Yeah. It's just you got bigger motors, man. Like That's what she said. Um, you know what? You know. I, I'd let you win for a while. To keep it competitive. And then one Just day... Just to keep you interested. Yeah, one day I, I stumbled across, you know, ESPN, the Ocho. <laughs> and I see competitive drone racing. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, these guys, are, these young kids, I give them all the credit. They're yeah. making cash playing poker on TV. And they're drone racing on TV. And they're, I mean... And now we're on YouTube. I miss the boat, man. Nah, I don't think you missed the boat. It's a newer boat, man. They it is a they, newer boat. They didn't make this boat when you were buying boats. No, they did not. This boat, they didn't. This boat wasn't even on the drawing board, man. No, man. That's like before there were wave runners. <laughs> right, right. Because so. those are horrible. I bought one of those. It was a horrible idea. Did if you anybody buy wants a wave? to buy my wave runner, you can have it. Yeah, I got. I, it's a really nice one. It's a Yamaha SUV. It's an old school, like. So cool. why fun. is it horrible? Uh, boats sink, Lefty. <laughs> but if you want to buy his, it's it's really good. Mine hasn't sunk, but if you don't dump excessive amounts of money into them, um, boats sink. You know, we've talked about that. My wife, my wife Leanne, and I have talked about that. And, um, she's beautiful and she's intelligent. She pretty much carries the load in the relationship. And um, no, I'm you know. Oh, but there you go. Well, all blue on me. Um, <laughs> as we pass balloons everywhere. <laughs> Did you see that rabbit hole? Yeah. I, I, I did take both pills, didn't I? So, and, you know, I, we talked about that. It was, that was the first thing she said. They're money pits, man. And everybody, 
who has a boat, not most everybody, not everybody, but most everybody's like, yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to get your boat. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I'm like, okay. I'm going to listen to you good folks because you have boats. So cool. So much fun. Great to be able to hop on it and go. But the thousands of dollars it takes to be able to hop on one and go, to keep one in good running order, it's just uh, it's a tricky thing. It's a really tricky thing. Uh, if you're a boat enthusiast and you're into that, good on you. Please call us. We'd love to ride on your boat. <laughs> that uh, is the key. <laughs> we didn't say we were anti-boat. We're not anti-boatites. We're just all. not rich. I'm, I'm not, not rich. rich. No, neither am I. Yeah, I'm not rich at all. So. Not, not boat rich. Do you know how much medicine I can smoke for a boat? <laughs> not boat rich. What was your other one earlier? About the... I'll have to watch the podcast. Yeah, I, I don't... You gotta, I need better reference than that. Um, we were talking about society, something about problems of the rich societies, but you phrased it differently. Anyway. Oh, uh, luxury problems? Luxury problems and boat rich. Yeah. Those are your takeaway, kids. There you go. You can't write songs off of that. Hashtag. You should probably not bother... Yeah, old concepts, just uh, new terms. That's yeah, what we do. New now. terms is what it's all about. How much? I mean, really? Terminology. Has anybody come up with a new wheel yet? Uh, let's see. Yeah. What? That would look something like quantum mechanics. Okay. I think not. Are not, they a band? Not a new circle, just a new wheel. A, the, well, a better wheel, but you know, the basic design has not changed. Uh, have you seen? Have you ever seen something? Yes, co correction. There is something better than the wheel. And it's on these, uh, so it's a, it's a wheel that has these little rollers in it. So all around as the tread, it has rollers. Oh, I've seen those. So these things will, can rotate 360 degrees and they move side to side, forward and backwards. So yeah, if you're driving do on you the wheels. Do you have those on this car? Yeah, we do, we do. Can we do some uh -huh. stuff? We'll, we'll flip a Yui here in a few minutes. Yeah, they <laughs> literally flip a Yui. <laughs> while we're driving. So, there, there are ways. We're pushing past old conventions. We are, but I mean, my point being that some There's no reinventing the circle. That, right. We're, we're trading on these original ideas. Right. Um, the Blues Masters created, I mean, I think of people like Muddy and Buddy just creating, you know, Robert Johnson, creating something out of absolutely nothing mm -hmm. that did not exist you know, bailing wire and stringing stuff together because they were so driven and motivated to get this sound out of their body. Yeah. It was in their body and in their mind and in their heart and in their soul. And what has come of all that, just, I, you know. Well, that goes back to the connectivity that everybody experiences and why music is so important. Because vibration, you know, we're talking about this, this very simple fundamental thing that we all experience and we're all a part of, you know, just... The rhythm of your heart, the rhythm of your breath, the sound of air moving through your lungs. There's, it pervades everything we exist in. And so to be able to pluck a string and have that language meet somebody else and be able to manifest this thing that is a communicative idea through vibration... That's, that's freaking amazing. I wish, do you ever look at people and just go, I wish you knew something about music so I could explain this to you? No, I, what I do is I wish everybody could feel what it feels like. to yeah. That joy of being able to pick it up and just have something cohesive come out. And I'll reference what started me on that path. 
Um, I grew up as a kid, you know, everybody knows I'm a huge Cubs fan and I love baseball and I think baseball is life to me because there's no clock. So you could be down, as the Cubs illustrated so beautifully a couple weeks ago, they're losing to the Braves by like nine runs. <laughs> it was 30 degrees and, you know, rain and snow and it was the seventh or eighth inning. They came back and won the game. Yeah. But if there was a clock, there was a finite amount of time. If you're down by three touchdowns and there's 40 seconds left, I don't care how good your kickoff return team is, yeah. you ain't winning. Yeah. And that's why I love baseball anyway. So, I, you know, I met, uh, had a group of kids around with, you know, our buddies back in the little neighborhood in Chicago. And we had brothers that were like three or four years older than us that were, you know. So when we were 12, 13, those guys were really cool. Mm -hmm. And we were not. And um, so he, uh, we went to my buddy's little basement and he went upstairs to his brother's room and swiped some albums. So among them were Allman Brothers at Fillmore East, nice. Allman Brothers Eat a Peach, Live Dead by the Grateful Dead, Skull and Roses, just some of the stuff that really got me on the track. And I was that was it. It was over for me. You know, I heard uh, that Rolled. opening lick for Statesboro Blues at, at Fillmore East and it was over. And to this day, when I play a shuffle, the warmth and the electricity of my body, yeah. I I wish everybody could. So this guy loved music more than anybody I ever met and couldn't play a lick of anything. Just could not. It wasn't there. He never tried. <coughs> He's like, I, just, I, I know there's no way I can do it. I love music. and So that would be my wish, is the people that, that enjoy music is just had a chance to feel what it feels like when you're on stage with a band um, interact. I miss that so much about being in a band is that it becomes something that you're sharing with somebody else yeah. and and multiple people are contributing to get to a higher place yeah, yeah <clears throat> a place yeah, yeah. that you can't get to by yourself yeah 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 that's that catastrophe response coming together you know again and that's yeah I didn't even think of that but that I kind of like that I like when people come together, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I missed that. I had that with my guys in Chicago, and it was just amazing. We hadn't played together for goodness, it was like three years or four years. And we, I flew up to Chicago. We did a, a we did it backwards. We did a gig on a Saturday night, and then a rehearsal on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> a week before, we did this thing in Macon, and it was just we. It was like we hadn't missed a day. Nice. It just went right back to where it was because of all that, all those hours of 10 years of playing gigs and rehearsing twice a week. There's a, like a four-year period where we just rehearsed twice a week, three hours, four hours, just going at it. It's and, good, though. Oh, it's fantastic. Repetition. But, but, well, well, we didn't do it like that. No? How, how did you guys? like? What we would for do the same songs, but they weren't done. Uh, you know, think of the Allman Brothers. So I would go see five nights of Allman Brothers shows in a row. Um, because yeah, they might play some of the same songs, but they wouldn't they wouldn't be done the same way. They wouldn't be note for note recreations of like the album. I, mean, I, I have great respect for people that play covers note for note. That's one way to do it. But if I go to see a band live, that's why you know we went and saw Tedeschi Trucks in uh, Pensacola, and it was, oh, it was just soberingly magnificent. <laughs> and um, they don't do the same thing every night. It's different. There's that element of space of creativity. Yeah. And so what we practiced was, I would purposely put the band in uncomfortable situations by calling out right-hand turns or left-hand turns uh -huh. on stage when they weren't expecting it. Uh -huh. 
because it forced us to start to read each other. And so when I went back up there, that's kind of what happened. It's like they knew, I just reacted instinctively. My guitar player laughed. He's like, I know when you start to turn your shoulder that way, what you're going to do. And he does. Oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And it's just, it's so humbling and special to be a part of that. I miss that terribly, you know. And there's some really cool bands down here that are really, really good at that kind of, they have that history. You can't, you can't replace history. You can't replace right. hours and weeks and months and years of playing with the same people, whether it's even a duo or whatever. Yeah. You just kind of know that you can take it to that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You can take it to that unknown space it'll be okay right right You'll right figure it out it'll work and so yeah it's, it's, it's okay everybody knows how to turn into the skid <clears throat> well you know <laughs> they all laugh they go we just follow you and if you crash haha it's your fault <laughs> well let me reset this before i ask you this question i say reset but look at that it takes that long that's okay um hey what's going on somebody mike from no mercy that's right no mercy that was it was yeah it was Hello. Uh, so it was the No Mercy Blues Band, then it was Lefty Collins of the No Mercy Band, then it was the Lefty Collins Band. <clears throat> I was really, um, it's back in the day, I was having some issues with people leaving, you know, as they do, they leave bands. And you try to market a, something and you're trying to get into venues and you, I want to give them what I marketed to them. Sure. And so if somebody leaves, it changes the chemistry and the dynamic. It's another thing altogether. A guy in the, pretty high up in the entertainment business was a friend of mine. He was, I was whining to him one day about it. He's like, well, let me ask you a question. Okay, who books all the gigs? I'm like, well, I do. He goes, who writes all the songs? Well, I do. He goes, more importantly, <laughs> I love the way he did this. He went, he saved the bed. He goes, more importantly, where does every head turn when there's a problem? He said, to me. And he's like, well, then it's your band. Don't feel bad about putting your name in front of it. And I'm there like, you okay. Go. So, you know, fair enough. But it's funny you mentioned that. I had that same conversation recently. Somebody told me the same thing. They said, uh, "Yeah, if it's if it's you, it's you. Like, you're the brand." And, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's not really even about. It wasn't about ego for me because I already knew my name. So <laughs> no, it's about value of product. It's about value of product. It's about you know being able to. And even now, there's a certain level of quality I want to bring to a venue, and I want control over that. I want to be yeah. able to say, "Hey, when you hire me, you're going to get this, 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 and this." Yeah. And you're going to get it every time. Um, I may break a string. I may have a frog in my throat. I, you know, I may smell funny. But the rest of that stuff, you're going to get. <laughs> if you're worried about the other thing, yeah. you should have said so beforehand. Look, I bathe twice a week whether I need it or not. So, you know what? <laughs> well, we kind of danced around it. But, but I want your opinion on music and health. How in your world are music and health related because de-stressing not being under stress is valuable for health community is valuable for health there's science that says just the way our lungs vibrate because of the air moving through ever smaller channels is valuable in the frequency that vibrates so mm -hmm. in your life how how is, has music and health been a thing or is it something you've never even thought about before think about it all the time it saved my life Fuck I mean yeah, I, I mean it saved my life and I don't say that to be dramatic or melodramatic um, it literally saved my life it's led me to so many places and um, it just has an effect on me unlike anything else in the world yeah. um, it can change my mood it can change my thought process it can change 
how I, and obviously that all affects how you feel physically. Um, like I said, you put on a shuffle, man, and I'm, <laughs> you're right I'm back. Driving, dude. I'm, you know, there's just nothing about music that's bad. The music business is different. Well, business is bad. But don't associate well, music. Business is not always business. bad, but most of the time. But business, man. Music is is um, it's air to me. Yeah. It's life to me. It's the drug. It's mm-hmm. it's everything. And I have as much fun. And my wife can attest to this. When you drop me off, I'm gonna change strings on a guitar, and then I'm gonna sit down, stretch them out, and play it, and I'm gonna be having as much fun as I did on the stage of the Orpheum Theater. Nice. Because. It's it's loaned to me. It doesn't belong to me. Yeah. My God loaned that to me with a purpose in mind, I believe. And that purpose is take this and do something good. Yeah. Because when you stand before me, I'm going to ask you what you did with what I gave you. Had he given me the 95-mile-an-hour fastball, we'd be having a different discussion. <laughs> he did not. He gave me a 78-mile-an-hour fastball, which is effective on little leaguers when you're in your 30s. Is that the level we're at? But not much else. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I, you know, I was a good contact hitter, but I, you know, I, I ran a seven five to first base. Baseball people will get that. Yeah, um, man, seven five. That's a nice jog. No, it's yeah. Believe me, man. <laughs> Children were out racing me. Um, <laughs> well, you know, and again, it wasn't for lack of harder effort. I just, you don't, you, and so that's what he loaned me, and I, I just, I feel like it is air to me. Really is. And, so and you I'm, play music and you watch baseball now. Oh uh, yeah. And we got to talk about baseball for uh, a little while because your cubbies have just been doing you good over the years. My like cubbies, been recently, yeah, right? It, it's really some good times. Some real good times, and and um, it's just an amazing game. I know it bores a lot of people, especially not Ravencraft. Bobby Ravencraft. Ravencraft, my boy, man. So. Tony Ray's huge Cub fan. Um, there's a lot of them down here. I was really surprised and. Uh, yeah, they were they were they were kind of like the struggle of life. I'm only maybe not. Yeah, I think life's easier than being a Cub fan was for a while. They were just really bad, and the whole story is they hadn't won a World Series since 1908, and they hadn't been to the World Series since 1945. I'm not afraid to say how old I am. I was born in 1960, so the first um, full year I really got and watched all the games was like '68, and they were on free TV like the Braves were. And then when cable got on. So the Cubs and the Braves had these massive national audiences because TBS and WGN. So yeah. anyway, you know, they won the division in 84 and it was awesome. And then they broke our hearts by choking and blowing it in the playoffs. And again in 89, and I could tell you the plays and who all these people were. And it just, it was one of those things. They were snake bitten and everybody has a bad century. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you can make a... Well, we'll go in the dead zone here. Just keep going. Okay. We'll go around the dead zone. I like that. And uh, so finally, um, when Theo Epstein came aboard um, in 2011, <coughs> he said, okay. Theo Epstein was the general manager of the Red Sox, helped them win a World Series and break their curse. So this is a guy that doesn't play. He just doesn't worry about what other people think. He executes his business plan, mm-hmm. he, and he trusts that inner voice of his own and just does it. Not going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes along right. the way, but he was very transparent. He doesn't worry about how he comes down after a victory. Nope. What you're telling. He does not. He just is worried <laughs> about, you know, where's my next uh, where's my next prospect? Yeah. Process, process. So, anyway, they get the uh, 2015 was the first year. They got really good, made the playoffs, advanced, um, and then got 
annihilated in the National League Championship Series by the Mets. But you knew it was coming. So, um... You was gonna, the kettle was gonna boil. Dude, it was gonna boil. It was gonna happen. So, uh, 2016 was the year. They led start to finish, and they won the World Series. And it was funny, I had been putting money away for a long time. Yeah. Saving up, saving up, saving up. Nobody believed me. I got a World Series phone. Everybody's like, yeah, all your Cubs fan, go buy a car. <laughs> and I understand that. I mean, I you know, I get it. So, anyway, um, we... So, how big a I, bet did you make? I didn't make a bet. Well, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> Um, so, um, anyway, we were able to procure our spot at Game 7 of the World Series yeah, cool. in Cleveland. Um, Very cool. And it was I, it's hard to describe. I mean, we, we can't put the DVD in without, like, getting, you know. And, yeah. and it just it's, it's about what stuff means to people. You know, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. down here, you know, uh, War Eagle, Roll Tide, you know, y'all have won championships. You don't know what it's like when you don't. Uh, but they're good. They made it to the National League Championship Series the last three years. They're kicking ass and taking names this year, and they've got a great young team, and they're going to be good for a while. And um, i got to be honest with you, it's, it's a switch. <laughs> it's, it's different. But I like the – there's a lot of, you know, baseball players that want to be musicians and vice versa, and some that are, like Jake Peavy. Yeah. Um, you know. Good dude. Another Albert Simpson connection. Um, yeah, who's done a lot of – just, I mean, I don't have the pleasure of knowing Jake, but, you know, I know we have many mutual friends. And I've gotten to meet him. He's an awesome dude, and he does great things in the community, great man. Great things for Mobile. Awesome dude. Hell of a dad, too. Like, yeah. his kids are always right there. He's a champ, man. He's yeah, a champ. Just, they're, 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 you know, special people. And yeah, so it's it's always been, uh, those are my uh, my two loves before Leanne and kids and grandbaby and just. Uh, How many you got a grandbaby? I got a grandbaby. She's up in uh, DC area, yeah, she's a she's a munchkin. So, nice. um, yeah, life is. I'm blessed. I don't. I don't know. I, like I said, yeah. we talked earlier. I, I think I'm having a bad day, but I'm not having a bad day. I'm just for the guy who comes whining. across the video of his fiance's grandfather riding around in a pilot. Don't <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> How do, You're I mean, welcome. How do we even top that? All that shit taken care of. That's, yeah. Um, so it's been fun. It's been fun to... Um, That's great, man. We've got... And Leanne's a huge Notre Dame football fan. It's funny. So born in Louisiana, raised basically in West Memphis, Arkansas. People are like, how are you a Notre Dame fan? Well, it's the Lou Holtz connection. She loved uh, Lou Holtz. Lou leaves Arkansas. He goes to Notre Dame. And, you know, the rest is history. So we uh, we've been blessed. We've got to do some really cool stuff, and it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel really. It's it's wonderful to be at a spot in your life where, you're, on so many levels, you just feel blessed and fulfilled and lucky and whatever. Insert word here. I mean, it just. I'm very, you know, and that's kind of to come full circle. It kind of makes me sad for so many other people that seem so stressed and conflicted. You know, at the time. And I feel so blessed. Well, and I totally agree. And it makes me wonder how and why, since we have so much control over the world that we live in through participation, why why it this same mentality, this the same agreement that if we put anybody else in this car with us, they would agree with us. <laughs> because you just can't be a living, breathing human being and not be okay with loving people and not being in a, in a fight all the time. Nobody wants to be in a fight all the time. 
So you can't disagree with the, with the better things in life, and it blows me away how there there is still this divisiveness because there is this concept of the other. And people just we need more catastrophe. I know that sounds horrible, but we need more catastrophes so that we can get more coming together as opposed to this more time at each other's throats. Somehow, some way, like Reagan said, we need the aliens because then if there were an other, maybe we could come together. But dude, they're here. Come on. They're just waiting for their moment. <laughs> uh, I listen, you know, I'm, I'm big into plant medicine and altered states of consciousness and the all the stuff that I'm reading and, and listening to from people that have had experiences, way deeper experiences than I've ever had, mm-hmm. tell stories about how all of these ancient abduction stories between fairies and aliens and, and any form you can come up with, the therianthropes of ancient cultures, you know, the, the animal-headed people, all of that is reported commonly through... You go left to 59 and we can start to head back. Um, you're holding yeah. your coffee, so I will roadie for you here. Awesome. But all of those things are connected. Like people were saying, you know, on ayahuasca, you get into these other dimensional, these seemingly other dimensional spaces, or these altered states of consciousness, that are basically the same descriptions of that people come back with UFO, ab- alien abductions, craze abductions. Yeah. So... It's very fascinating how we're learning about all that stuff now. It's coming. It's becoming more mainstream and less taboo. Well, for me, I'll be I'll be candid. You know, as night starts to fall here, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how. And the one thing I really come to appreciate from the day I moved to Alabama is just the sky. Yeah, how amazingly beautiful it the is. Day or night sky? Both. Just yeah, I yeah. mean, sure. a crisp, cool day in northern Alabama yeah. with that deep blue sky. Nice. Heading up 59 north, you know, past Fort Payne, going toward Chattanooga with those mountains, Little River Canyon. There's so much beauty in this state. And I think the one thing that I've learned early and often is people in the other 49 have no real concept of most people. What Alabama's all about, how beautiful a state it is and Mm -hmm. how wonderful a lot of the people really are. Mm -hmm. And, but you look up in the sky and you look at all the stars and I find it very difficult to believe that we're alone. I just, I can't accept that. Well, wouldn't that just be a waste of space? Well, that's what they say. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite movies was Contact. Just yeah. because of the premise of it was just so cool. And, um, <coughs> you know, I, th- I think it is, again, I don't, I don't have all the answers. You know that's loosely based on a true story, right? Yes. I well, do. I think anybody that comes out and says, I have the answers, you should get a free shot to the nuts. <laughs> Just because that dude's an asshole. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody has the answers. If somebody had the answers, then everybody would agree. But right. you have all these ways for people to drive wedges and be divisive because nobody has the answers. Which is one of the reasons everybody needs to sit in the goddamn middle and go, but what are we really talking about? Well, or how about if I, instead of attacking your opposing point of view... Why don't I take a deep breath and listen? Right, right, right. Like, Look, where, how is this the same? How did you get there? Yeah. You know, not even convince me. Just show me how you got there. Yeah. Um, I think if you get to a point where you just really believe, you know, like, go back to music. If the day ever comes where I don't, I'm not searching mm-hmm. or reaching, it's over. Yeah. I'm selling my shit. I'm done. <laughs> I'm serious. It's There's not no, fun. I'm out. I'm, that's, there, what's the point? Um, and... I just I, that's the thing that I kind of, I'm kind of amazed at. 
Well, that's the trajectory. Like, you're either on that trajectory or on the other one. We used to have discussions, though. I mean, it wasn't... There's always been extremists, but it feels like you said, like, there's just this divide thing. And going back to that whole Congress, you know, Republican, Democrat, football team. You got offense, you got defense. Yeah. Okay? Separate game plans, separate meeting rooms. They do their own thing. They're diametrically opposed in what they do Mm because they practice against each other, banging their heads all week. But they play for the same shield. So what is it on? Uh, and that in, shield is an S with two lines through it. Yes, it is. Wondering. It is. And so that um, <laughs> congressmen and senators, one hundred seventy-two thousand dollars a year for life. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. Speaker of the mm-hmm. House, two hundred forty something thousand dollars a year for life, or some outrageous amount of money. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow. Career really? politicians, man. We got to get rid of that shit. Really? I mean, um, wow. So okay. What about our veterans that can't get in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I missing something here? There's something wrong. To me, there's something wrong about that. So instead of arguing and fighting, and, and why don't we talk? Why don't we come up with some ways? You know, I may feel this way. If I attack you, there's one thing I'm assured of. I'm going to get angry and feel the same way. Right. And not be any more knowledgeable about the subject. Right. If I engage you and say, okay, well, tell me, why do you feel that way? What's it all about? At least I have the chance to broaden my mind a little bit, see things from a perspective that I may not be looking. It's easy to see things through our own prism, you know? I mean, we're all like this. Yeah. Guess what? If we're all like this, then everybody else is like that. Yeah. And if, how you have to, to me, if you don't take that, those blinders and stretch them a little bit, it's never going to get better. You're never, never. going to grow. Um, and it, it's there's a lot of just unnecessary angst, man. Life throws you enough. I don't know why you go to go on the internet, right? Type crap and I just I mean, you know. I mean, and this I'm defriending people. I'm defriending my family. Because <laughs> Facebook matters. Oh, it's okay. I'll tell you a funny story. This is how important some people think social media is. I'm standing on stage. First ever Stingers Comedy. Flying Harpoon 2. We're there the third Saturday of every month. I'll say it again. Love Stingers yourself, Comedy. Flying Harpoon 2 in Orange Beach. Third Saturday of every month. Come check it out. plug a So I'm standing on stage. We're doing this open mic. And this kid, uh, I say literally this kid come to find out he was 13, uh, stands up and has something to say, wants to be heckled, he wants to heckle me, and he's like, oh. you're not funny, blah, 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 okay. and, and he had been talking some smack to some some other comedians, and I wasn't, wasn't real happy with him to begin with, but he looks at me, and this was his heckle, he goes, I got 10,000 followers on Instagram, I looked at him, and I said, what's an open mic, come up here and tell a joke, see how many of them laugh. <laughs> And, he did not like it. And Johnny has been in therapy ever since. <laughs> he did not like it. Well, but, but okay. But that, what a bar, though. What a bar. I've got 10,000 followers. Great. Yeah, good for you. That's fantastic, man. What did, what's it done for you? Yeah. Or what did you, how did you use that to help somebody else? Well, no, right. So yeah, I post something, and then if I, I've heard this, too. I don't know if it's true or not. I guess it is, based on what you just said. Um, That, like, they'll put something out there, some of these younger folks, and, they're like keep checking the likes. And if oh, they don't get a, yeah, a like certain a amount of likes, yeah. they're like crushed. 
Yeah, because it's one of the reasons wow. that a lot of the Facebook founders and all those guys don't let their kids use social media because they found the science shows it is a drug. It's as addictive as cocaine. That seeing you know, checking the likes, checking the likes, pressing the buttons. Do it, man. Make sure you share this shit. Are there any comments on here? Do we need to do an AMA? Because we'll uh, people think you're good looking and I'm ugly. That's about right. I'm not arguing. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that's what they say. <laughs> Nicely played, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. It's uh, it's fascinating. It's because a tool, I've, man. I have uh, fallen victim to it's a tool. my own nonsense and gotten involved. Me too. In social oh media. God, trust me, it's taken a while to get to where I'm at. But I, I enjoy the. I enjoy the experience. Like you were talking earlier about practicing and what it is to get together and just play and experience oh. that so you can be prepared for the future. You know, the intersection of uh, timing, of opportunity and preparedness. That's the definition. Luck is of when preparation meets opportunity. Boom. And that made me think something else. I forgot. What was it? Sorry. Left? No, it's okay. <laughs> I read that on a billboard. Yeah. And that, it's that repetition that is really really important I did forget where I was going because I had another thought but social media yeah it's part of the exercise is if you're going to engage in an argument you have to understand what it is and why it's taking place yeah and people get upset with me because they don't like it when they start throwing insults at me over something on Facebook mm-hmm. and then I turn around and tear them down oh I've read your stuff I'm mean I'm real mean because if you want to play dirty I'll play dirty but, but that, for me, is not, I'm going to attack you personally because I don't like you. It's an exercise in argument. And I don't use argument as a negative term because I studied all the ancient philosophers. And I took an entire class, entire series of classes on how to put together a good argument and the ways that argument is valuable and that you should understand every side of an argument or you know nothing about the argument. Right. And so... I have no qualms calling a spade a spade, but if I'm there to engage in some type of learning activity that involves a back and forth, come correct, or I will put you in your place. <laughs> well, right, and that's the beautiful part about, you know, for some folks is that with these little, you know, Twitter, pick your platform, it's really easy to shoot with an opinion. Yeah. Um, and I'm amazed at how upset people seem to get and I'm a spaz over the Cubs, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. Um, but even there, I mean, I, I, you know, it's a 162-game baseball season. Yeah. And it's like after the first two weeks, people are like, oh, my God, we suck. Oh. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> right. This is not the point. Right. And so there, and when you kind of point out, well, there's a long way to go. They play till the end of September. Right. They'll come back. Don't tell me how to be a fan. Yeah. Okay, well, then don't yeah. go on social media and post something. And that's the thing. If you're going to put it out there, that's Be prepared. cool. Right. I mean, so it, not, not only is it I get to put it out there, but mm-hmm. you must all agree with me. Yeah, no. I, you'll and, hurt my feelings. And then people get their feelings hurt. If you hurt my feelings, <laughs> I'm devastated. You ruined and it. I'm cool, and I'm deleting my Facebook so account. So basically, here's what you've done. <laughs> because of this, I've never met you. I've never talked to you. I don't even know where you live. But you crushed my week because yeah. of this. I will say this much to you. In all seriousness, if that's true, put it down and walk away and go shake somebody's hand or help a homeless person or go see a human being and talk because that's not what, you know. You'll feel way better. That's hitting yourself in the head with the hammer, kids. Yep. That's not good. 
No. No, no that gives you a headache. Fine. It does. It does. And there have been some really interesting debates. You know, I'll tell you one of the most educational fires I started on Facebook, on my page. Was? Was, and we don't have to discuss our perspectives on this, but was the Civil War discussion. And uh, and the reasons, all of the topics that surround the Civil Contradiction War. Contradiction of terms. Yeah. So, um... There were, there were tons of things that got posted in that whole string that I had never read, and so there was a ton of education that came my way that, that was great to keep up with. Some of my opinions shifted because people presented good arguments and good information that I hadn't been familiar with. However, there were other arguments that were just shady insults and blah, 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 yeah. blah, that nobody learned anything from. Right. But when I hear from people that don't engage and say, you know, we enjoy reading some of, you know, the information, getting opinions from other people. So there's value to that. Right. And it blows me away that all these people that come in there and want to get all angry don't realize that all they're doing is being reactionary and not contributing. It's like, well, you know, come on, like bring something valuable to the conversation and don't bring anger because that doesn't do anybody any good. And don't you think that's a symptom of a bigger problem within that person? Yes, it is. There's, there's something, there's something in there and you're, you're, you know, you're picking this avenue, this medium, this form of communication. Mm -hmm. Like driving. I mean, I see so many people taking their personal issues out when they drive. Road rage. Well, Yeah. yeah. And, and okay, you win. You're better. You can go left here if you want. We can go the, take the, uh, avoid the flashing yellow arrow up there. And back. and it's it's a I don't know, it's just a shame. It's a waste of space and it's a waste of time. And your time here is so precious and And we should educate each other, but arguing is not well it, it should, there's a right way and a wrong way. Right. And there's like you said, I mean, I liken it sort of almost to childbirth. I mean childbirth is painful and it's difficult and you know, well for the woman, not for me. But um <laughs> and believe me, I women, you're tougher. <laughs> we get it. Um but, quoting the Grateful Dead. He doesn't really believe that. Yeah. I'm kidding. I actually do believe it. Who doesn't? Um, if, you, if you don't believe that, you don't know the facts. Right. So, <laughs> um, but again, then you have a baby. Yeah. But you have to work to get that, you know, to that point. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. It takes eight to nine months uh, of just, for some women, you know, their pregnancies are terrible. And I, I find this, um, that parallels a lot of these things in some ways. You can pick it right here. I'm sorry. This is my dead end. We're crashing to a dead end because Lefty forgets where he is. That's all right. Sorry. It's it's good to be it's a good. driver, man. Um, and so it comes back down for me to to that. There's it's we have so many things here, and I don't think people in Africa are really worried about how they're feeling on social media. They're more worried about am I going to get water today? Yeah. Am I going to get food today? I mean. It's fun. One thing to see all these different places in the world where terrible atrocities happen, and, and they're getting bombed, and people are—those are families, man. Those are just like right. us. And how would it feel if, you know, bombs keep raining down in your neighborhood? Not, not good. good. People would freak out. Right. So you know, they would be shooting at the hurricane. Are your right? Are your problems really that big that we need to fight with people you've never met on a phone? Right, probably not. And that goes back to, you said something earlier that reminded me, I think social media has become just this this mirror, this sounding board for what it is that our schizophrenic bipolar culture is trying to figure out its own identity. 
and it just yelling at this mirror and yelling at this mirror until we realize that the only thing we can come up with to insult the guy that cut us off in traffic beyond he cut us off is shit that we made up. And most of the stuff that we make up is stuff that we wish people would say to us. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, it's for all these wonderful forms of communication. And again, Facebook is a tool. I use it to promote my music mm-hmm. and stay in touch with people I can't talk to all the time, my family. And it's great to see what's going on with people because it, it, it really does, at least for me, makes me feel closer to them, makes me feel like I'm in touch with them. If I can't be in an event... And, you know, I think uh, Adam Holt and uh, Albert did a, a gig at Lulu's last week, and Al- Adam streamed some of it. Cool. I was in a hotel room in Dothan, Alabama, and guess what? I got to watch my friends play. I wish I could have <laughs> been there. But I so there's so many wonderful ways it can be used. And um, We're one step away from teleporters, man. I, I'm going to tell you what. Scotty wasn't that far off. Um, and he always managed to fix the engine no matter what. He was good. A guy like that. He was good. Um, I just I think it's use it wisely, man. Just be nice. Put some kindness out there, man. It's not that hard. It really isn't, man. Not at all. And and it's something I got to practice every day in my own mind too, because we all got it. Y'all got to fight through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Believe me, it's it's something I we all struggle with. But that comes back around to the vibration and health, in that what we put out has everything to do with us because the reason that we feel good and come together after crises situations is because the best things we ever do for our health is when we do for other people absolutely like it doesn't matter which book you want to pull that out of no argument here but that's the standard that we should be pushing towards that's why I like the phrase of you know it's not about whether or not you can make a billion dollars it's whether or not you can touch a billion lives here you turn left of stop sign and we're almost home the softball fields and beautiful yeah. Roberts Dale. This is awesome. We're talking about community, and this is what we drive Bristling into. Bristling with is, activity. This is exactly what we're talking about, because this is people doing things together. Out in the real world. Instead of alone together. You can make a left, Hoss. This has been fun, man. We finally got to do it. I'm so happy. Compton is a man of amazing patience. Well... I uh, just persistent. I think. Well, I got that alligator blood. I, I have a fun life. Around. It's a busy life, and it changes on a dime. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Hey, puppy dog, don't run out in front of the car. Please don't. That would ruin this whole. <laughs> <laughs> we would erase it all. Yeah, and start everything was going good to the puppy. <laughs> and then Compton ran over dog. Jesus, was he high? You can hear the reports Snarky now. puppy. Oh, they're too good a band. Yeah, very good band. Well, I'm glad we got to do it. Thanks for having are, me. Dude, thank you so much for being on. Are there anything, are there any topics that we didn't touch? I mean, we could go. I mean, I, you know what? I'm a, uh, um, I mean, we do, hell, we'll do it again sometime if you want. Yeah, we should. I mean, I mean we could do this for a month. I just have great conversations with you. Just, I mean, my, I'm grateful to be alive, grateful to be here, and, um, put some tunes on. Go out and see somebody, support somebody. Something nice it ain't that hard, man. It really isn't. From, I see news stories of little kids helping homeless people. I start to think to myself, Yeah, get over yourself. Nah. Which one are you referring to? There's so many of them. There are they're everywhere. Like, if you make a right up here again, right. um, they're everywhere. I mean, because and it's just so there's hope, there's always hope, there's always people doing good things, and um, you know, it's it's. 
It's funny, you like the whole network news deal. Start off with crisis, tragedy, crisis, tragedy, extreme weather, commercials. Here's a commercial for this drug. Now, it might be able to help your heart, but don't take it because you might get a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, Here's heart. what the drug does. We're going to tell you that in seven seconds. Now we're going to spend 40 seconds telling you all the things that could hurt you. Right. Yeah. Don't. Don't do it. Just go find a plant that'll cure <laughs> right. that whole thing and you'll be okay. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. But, nah, that's good. I'm just grateful to be on the planet and spinning, brother. That's what it's all about. Likewise. I just like and peace and thanks for the thanks for the opportunity brother dude thank you so much this is love great. rapping with you we'll man. uh we'll shut all this down by uh youtube if you missed anything on facebook live you can catch it on youtube so alvita sane and by facebook and for those of you joining us on the podcast thank you so much ladles and jelly spoons until next time truth love and peace let's give the podcast people something extra oh yeah what you got well i don't know I we can go yeah we can go for a minute got 30 seconds um solving how do we solve the world's problems truth love and peace okay tell the truth.com it's easier <laughs> it's just easier trust yeah, me yeah you gotta is. look over it your is. damn shoulder love how hard is love so let's let's break this down hang on we'll, we'll take just a second so the the reason that truth love and peace came up for me because you know, you've mentioned religion and and or your faith and your belief and how that plays into the wonder of nature and uh, and Tense your perspective, mm-hmm. um, and my version of that is is truth, love, and peace. That's the namesake of the podcast uh, because it's to me very valuable in that those are the ideal forms of everything. That's what we should aspire to. Like if you want to know anything, or if you want to find yourself in a correct position, then you have to know all the perspectives to get to truth. And then if you want to know anything about emotion, the most valuable and the most idealistic emotion is love. And if you want to know anything about the state of being or existence, the most ideal would be peace. So that's where my truth, love, and peace comes from. That's cool. To tie that in. Well, it's funny, too, because if you think about that, um, they all lead into each other. Yep. Um, Truthfulness, you can't have love without it. Mm -hmm. Not real love. You can have infatuation, you can have fake love, you can have temporary love, you can have hooker love. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I don't need it, but for those of you that do, one eight hundred hookers are anyway. So, but my, but that all leads to peace. Yeah. I think when you've got love in your life, um, it leads to peace, and I, that's the hardest part is to see people that don't have that. And um, I've been there at points in my life. Some of it by circumstance, some of it self-inflicted with stupid decisions and actions. But we're all go through that. That's part of that that whole train of thought which is going to be hey man i'm gonna i'm gonna do something special man and i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna try to be kind um and i'm married to an amazing woman who just so filled with love it just humbles me all the time and uh it's not hard to be nice to somebody Mm -hmm. it's not hard to let somebody turn in front of you it's not hard to hold a door for somebody it's not hard to if somebody lets you turn to turn around and give them a little wave and say thank you those little tiny kindnesses seem to be missing and when we had them it just felt like the world was not as bad you know and disaster mm-hmm. disaster brings those things about because all the all you know, the whole pick your device republican democrat male female gay straight black white name north south whatever name any division you want mm-hmm. 
Mm. In the moment of crisis, nobody's going, you know, I'm about to die in this raging fire, but you're that, right? You're opposite. Never. So you know what? Get away from me. I'm going to wait for somebody that's on my side to save me. Yeah. Insert name of whomever there. Sure. And I think that's why what you said about disaster, sadly, is true. Remember the month after 9-11 or so? And I was in Chicago, dude. Remember how amazingly patient we were with each other? Mm. Reverence. Reverent. United. Solemn. I mean, you want want your bonus story? So we played the House of Blues on September 12th. Holy shit. What was that like? 2001. You talk about a moment where God touched truth. So we were scheduled to play Uh on the restaurant stage. Now I'm going to get emotional. 9-11 happens. Yeah. And so, you know, I stayed up almost all night watching it. And the next, and nobody, most, nobody went to work the next day. Right. We're all shocked. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a couple of guys said, man, call me. I mean, we're not playing. I'm like, I don't think so. Nothing's open. I said, but I, you know, I'm the, I'm the leader. So I'll do the manager deal. And. I called down there and I talked to Kevin was his name and, and he's, he's like, well, we're open. I, when I called, I didn't expect anybody. And they opened. They answered the phone. We're open. Yeah. Wow. And I, I, I felt so conflicted about that. I mean, the fact that they were open made me go, really? Like, why? You know, oh, trust me. <laughs> you learn. So, um, it was a Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he said, look, you can do whatever you want to. Because it's a big, you know, you don't want to. I was really conflicted. Yeah, it's an important thing to play the House of Blues. And I, I appreciate it. But I, I'm i an American. These are, this is, you know. And at that point, they really didn't know if there were bombs in buildings. And Sears Tower was supposedly a target. <coughs> so I call the guys in the van. I'm like, well, they left it up to us. I'm like, well. Comes back to who does every head turn to when there's a problem? Well, I'm like, so what do you guys want to do? It's like, doesn't matter what you want to do. What do you want to do? Yeah. It's your band. Gee, thanks. I really should have. Maybe I should have done that. <laughs> so, um, but that's okay. And I said, well, let's go down there and see what's going on. So I'll never forget because you drive, we would drive the Dan Ryan Expressway or um, Stevenson, which is so for either artery from the south or the west. And once you start to come around toward downtown, it's always just a clusterfuck there's just you know dead nobody quiet eerie quiet mm-hmm. it's busier at two in the morning mm-hmm. so we get down there we get in the place and and i walk in and kevin the manager he could see it on my face he's like dude i, I you know i if you you don't need to do this because I was, you know, I was fighting back tears. Yeah. And I said, well, give me a minute. So I went, there's a stairwell behind the stage that leads down up to the theater or down to the production offices and all the way down to the dock ultimately. And I literally got on my knees and said a prayer. I said, God, please tell me what to do here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And I just paused for a couple minutes and I came on and I said, all right, set it up. You know, because there were some people in there. There were, there's probably the capacity in that room is like 400, 450. There's three sections and there was maybe... 20 odd people in there. Mm-hmm. And again, my mind's not processing. What are you doing out at the fucking House of Blues? Mm-hmm. We start to play. Play about an hour and a half, ah, about an hour, 20 minute first set. And by that point, there's probably 100, 
125 people in the place. So I'm playing and I'm still conflicted. Mm-hmm. And we finish and I put my guitar down. This dude gets up and he comes to me and goes, I shakes my hand and goes, I just want to say thank you. Um, me and these 18 people, these two tables, we're all from New York City. And we're stranded. Wow. The place was filled with people. Holy shit. Who couldn't get home. Because they shut all the airlines down. Yeah. And rental cars went away immediately. Sure. Gone. Trains. Remember, no trains. No Greyhound, but everything was shut down. Wow. I was approached by at least five groups of people, some with tears in their eyes. Yeah. Saying, thank you so much. We're stuck. We can't be with our families. All we've done is watch this. It's been just amazing to get out and get our minds off it. Yeah. For the And I went back to the backstage area and fucking lost my shit. Yeah, I'll bet. Cried like a fucking baby. Because it, two things happened. Number one, solidified absolutely to to my dying breath my trust in God. Mm. Um, and number two, realized my purpose as a musician. Yeah. I never for one minute doubted from that moment on that my job was to make people forget their shit. You know, I referenced that earlier. Yep, yep. That was the moment. Fucking yeah, cool. So... There you go. There's your, there's your podcast bonus. On that note, if you didn't take anything away from that, we'll say it one more time. Truth, love, and peace. Lefty, thank you for being love here, you, brother. Man. Good to see you, man. Later. Peace.